1: You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir? Yes. No. No? Sir? sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? Uh, no, not, not No, not, it's, not. it's not fun anymore. No. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the ball. That yeah. gets get some free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good.
2: All right. Welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the sports movie podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Banduho. And today we're talking Battleship. It is the 10 year anniversary of the movie based on the classic Hasbro board game and no pun intended, clearing the runway for Caroline Darney on this one, one of our frequent guests. Uh, but before that, some housekeeping, of course, shout out to our big screen sports Patreon group, especially our big chill level show producers. That's Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Kevin Frost, Mike D, Ryan Yeager, Mike Drees, James Kowalewski, Chris Mikoski, Andrew Teagle, John Craig, Sam Smith, and of course, Classic Stadium Fire, the sponsor to all our patrons movie episodes. Big thanks to them and all of our patrons for supporting this show. If you go to patreon.com slash bigscreensports, you can vote on movies for this show to cover, get schedule updates, ad free episodes, and stickers. All the good stuff. And you get to support the show, which totally helps. Pretty awesome reason, in my humble opinion. Anyways, let's get to today's episode. One of... Just the more bizarre movies we've ever covered on this show. Um, It's kind of crazy that this got made. They put the weight behind it that they did. Stacked cast kind of hurt some of the cast in the long run. But Taylor Kitsch, Skarsgård, Liam Neeson, Rihanna. uh, Fun, fun movie. Um, Potential for the unintentional comedy Hall of Fame. It's me. It's Caroline Darney. Let's talk Battleship. All right. Returning to big screen sports. It's her time to shine, folks. For Bet for the Win, it's Caroline Darney. Caroline, how excited are you?
3: I'm very excited. This is, I'm finally, you know, I, I thought I peaked with Con Air, but I, little did I know it was just a nice stepping stone for where we're headed tonight.
2: This is really, this is the one we've been teasing it for a while. <laughs> we've been we've been talking about doing this episode for a couple months now. Yeah. At least. Before we get into it, what's going on at Bet for the Win?
3: All sorts of stuff. Uh, if you need any catch-up, from the Kentucky Derby we've got you covered big time there Uh, obviously that was one of the more exciting races in recent Derby history um so a lot of amazing content on that all the content all the things and uh stay tuned for the end of the month where we will actually be having a Top Gun week um where you can find all of the interviews that we did from the press junket you can see read my review of Top Gun Maverick all sorts of fun stuff we might even have some some other very for the win vibes uh Content coming around Tom Gun that should be a ton of fun, but you can find it Uh, if you just search "Bet for the Win." We'll find it. Do we want Twitter. to
2: do we want to tease one of those interviews? Or are we not announcing that yet?
3: Oh, we can announce. I mean, I've it's basically the header on my Twitter a bit of a at this point. But yeah, we talked to. I had a, the opportunity to talk to a lot of the cast, um, including Glenn Powell, who's a Glenn Powell. pod a pod favorite here from Set It Up. I actually got to reference charlie from set it up because i asked him um if he enjoys playing kind of the jerk role um and it was a really funny actually interaction because i was trying to ask the question in a way that didn't make it seem like i didn't know what acting was (laughs) like you seem nice like is it is it hard to be mean like and you know like have it sound like well that's what acting is caroline um but then he thought i was saying that he was acting by being a nice guy (laughs) so we had a nice little Back and forth, there was like, no, no, no. I know you're nice you're great. Um, so but he was, of course, just absolutely wonderful and delightful. So
2: Glenn Powell, just just the best. And uh, the best. T- today, Caroline. Uh, we're talking much like Rich Strike we're, from the Kentucky Derby, we're talking about incredible underdog story that no no one thought they could pull off. We are talking about Battleship, the 2012 Naval Drama. It's a 10 year anniversary of years. Battleship. 10 years since this graced our screens. A fleet of ships is forced to do battle with an armada of unknown origins in order to discover and thwart their destructive goals. It was based on the board game by Milton Bradley, Battleship. It starred Taylor Kitsch, Alexander Skarsgård, and Rihanna. It was directed by Peter Berg. 34% on Rotten Tomatoes. Box office bomb uh, in part tanked the movie, the promising movie career of Taylor Kitsch. But uh, Caroline, I want to start. Are board games a sport? Is this a sports movie?
3: Yes, 100%. Well, there's also sports in it. There's a very competitive sports, yes. soccer game that for some reason has like a commentator, like two commentators on it. Two
2: commentators. We'll, yeah. We'll talk you, about you pack been, and yeah. what
3: it entails. <laughs> but uh, yes, board games are a sport, especially if you've ever played with a sibling. Um, we uh, probably My sister won't want me to tell this story my sister and I played such a rousing game of boggle one time that she hit me in the head with the plastic container that you put over the top to shake the boggle like cubes into the letters that are, um, so yeah, it got a little competitive in our household when it came to board games and you know, games. I was, uh, we played a lot of this. It was always the, um, trying to find out how you can cheat (laughs) to win a, a battleship. Uh, I always loved playing life. Life was my, was my favorite, um, board game growing up the game
2: the game of life game, of, game the game of life is wonderful um i like clue we still play clue as a family Ooh, yeah clue's a
3: good one
2: um i also i, I love movie. monopoly but no one has ever no one has ever finished monopoly. there was a night in college actually we were up this is the this is the lamest story it's like me and three teammates <laughs> up drinking beers decided we wanted to play monopoly drove to walmart not smart drove to walmart bought monopoly and played monopoly at like three o'clock in the morning
3: did you finish the game
2: no, of course not. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you got not.
3: like a third of the way through and you're like, "Oh, I forgot this is horribly boring."
2: <laughs> yeah, so they they took Battleship. They decided to make a movie out of it. The movies based on board games are there there's really there's actually not as many as you'd think. Like that's it's kind of untapped IP. And I mean, they've tapped everything, but like there's no there's no Monopoly movie. There's a documentary Um, you know, and there's the, the beloved, uh, documentary McMillions. I don't know if you watched that McDonald's game, you know, there's, there's, I, it really, it starts at clue. Like clue is a great movie. We should talk about clue at some point.
3: Do you know, I'm Um, I'm terrified of Tim Curry. Have I told you that in this podcast yet?
2: I think you, I think you have, he
3: he scares the hell out of
2: me still. I'm sure he's a lovely person, but he played, I think that's kind of his angle though.
3: He played Pennywise and from there on out, it's just, I can't,
2: can't do it. He's wonderful in Clue, but, um, but yeah, yeah. Other than that, there's not like Jumanji is technically not a game based on a real board game. Like Jumanji right. is, is a movie ab- about a board game, but it's not. So we've got this. Um, that might be is this it. A, is this a Hall of Fame? They've got the um, Ouija Ahua. What, what uh, Ouija, do, board? Ouija, Ouija
3: board? Ouija
2: board. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that one. Um, but Caroline, is this a, a Hall of Fame All Star starter or bench warmer sports movie?
3: man this is so I was because every single time I want to be like all fame <laughs> uh I'm gonna go all Star. uh I remember vividly seeing this in the theaters I absolutely love this movie and it is so dumb but I cannot help like fist pumping at just multiple parts of this movie it is so ridiculous like there's so many just absolutely truly absurd parts but for some reason to me it works and part of it is the cast i think um the fact that you have liam neeson (laughs) in this movie i want to know what that pitch was
2: liam we've got Uh, i mean we've got a movie for you (laughs) liam neeson was taking paychecks and like the thing, he's made a lot of good stuff but like liam neeson has also been like money sure (laughs) sure (laughs) i can be gruff Sure. Let's <laughs> so let's, rock. I,
3: let's rock. I don't with want this. I don't want to be dramatic, but this might be um Rihanna's best work in anything. Like her, her finest achievement. She's so good. Like I like I, this is like not even being sarcastic anymore about joking or She's excellent in this movie. She like
2: she she's steals got charisma. The show. Like she's she got steals the she, show. she's she's gotten it. That's the thing. So this one for me, I thought long and hard about this. The thing is, like we're we're coming off recently talking about Con Air, a movie mm-hmm. that is over the top, ridiculous, but they share a lot of similarities. And the over the top mm-hmm. ridiculousness, a plot that seems like it was conceived on nothing but cocaine, but <laughs> but with this, like, or with Con Air, like you had the Jerry Bruckheimer of it all, um, a much better script. You had Malkovich. This this one needed. I I've got this like down in my notes. At the end, I feel like if Jerry Bruckheimer was was producing this movie, we would have had a better scriptwriter, and it I I think things just would have clicked more. Things would have been a little more fleshed out, a little more cohesive. Probably would have been a little shorter, um, <laughs> or at least like little little <laughs> little. Tight, when like, you
3: texted me how long it was, I just could not <laughs> stop laughing because I just really I will say it, like. I don't know. I've watched, sat down and watched it. This is not usually a movie that you will sit down and be like, you know what we're going to watch tonight? Battleship. This is a movie is that you're changing the breaks. channels. You're changing the channels. And all of a sudden you're like, you know, a third of the way into Battleship and you're like, absolutely. Yes. This is what I'm doing for the rest of the night. Um, it, so there is definitely that aspect to it. <laughs> but <laughs> so, yeah, it's.
2: So I, like i i told you before we started recording this was the first time i had sat and said i'm watching battleship and watched it start to finish i had usually watched it a couple commercials at a time mostly like if there's like alien ships and battleships doing battle like yeah okay i'm in like we'll we'll watch this when i saw that it was two hours and 11 minutes i was fucking flabbergasted (laughs) i just could i was in shock um, so I mean, that's one of the first things that has to go is like 30 of these minutes. Gotta, gotta find the editor was asleep at the wheel for this one, but like it, it's got like, like you said, it's got this, this charismatic cast. Like Rihanna's yeah. not done doing movies. Like she does Ocean's eight. She's going to be in more stuff like Taylor Kitsch. I, you know, everyone seems to like Tim Riggins and Friday night lights. Like everyone seems yeah, to love that character. Um, you know, I loved him in, in the Waco miniseries. Like he was excellent. Like yeah. David Koresh was a massive creep. Like they're you know cult leader. But Ketch was really good. But like this year, between this and John Carter and Savages all blowing up, basically like tanks him as a movie star. You look at his IMDb and it's really there's nothing there. Yeah. Um, movies like they haven't really given him an- another vehicle because like you get three sh- he, get, he got three shots at it. And nothing worked, and it's not entirely his fault. Like especially this one. There's not you know. It's, but it, like, you look on the other end, Scarsgard, who, you know, kind of like almost thankfully for like, not a lot of people associate him with this movie. Like this was no. the, the kitsch vehicle. Scarsgard Skar- yeah. goes down early enough where like the stain yeah. of this one wasn't really on him. So he could still. He went out
3: a hero. He went Yeah, out a exactly. Hero.
2: He, he could eventually get his, you know, now he's in the Northman. Um, you know, he did pretty little lies. Um, You know, that whole thing. But like, Yeah, you know, in in this, and then it's directed by Peter Berg. This is the third Peter Berg movie we've done on this show. We've done the Friday Night Lights movie, which is first ballot Hall of Fame sports movie, incredible. Um, The Rundown, our first, or our our second, The Rock feature film. It's The Rock and Sean William Scott.
0: Yeah, Um,
2: you know, he produced Heller Highwater, which like whenever we do Heist Month, we're Heller Highwater. I love that movie. And then he like Peter Berg after this shifts into the the genre that's like Mark Wahlberg starring in shit that actually happened, like Lone Survivor and Deepwater Horizon and Patriots Day. Like it's a it's it's a really like funny period of Hollywood. It's like amazing and Mark Wahlberg linking up for that. So
3: for true stories. True yeah, story tales.
2: Yeah. That's this incredible. one I, I like I will say like it's it's not it's not Con Air for me there there's there's fun stuff to talk about there's a lot of unintentional comedy and i i really <laughs> respect a movie that's just full of unintentional comedy
3: it just really it goes for it which i think you need to do if you're making a movie about a, a board game yeah. um and, and there's the moments where like you know you get the lines where you, or like the scene where you realize that they're playing the game that they're shooting to a certain grid like and you're know, like, ah, okay, you fit it in there. I see what you're doing. And then, like, at the end, and the guys like, you won't, they won't shoot, sink this battleship. Like, it just, I don't. There's just something, and, and part of it is 100% the navy side of me, where it's just like destroyers are cool, and you know, shooting big guns is cool. And so the the choice is made on the aliens, and you know, it's definitely a choice. Like, that's there are the no thing. aliens in the game. That's
2: like, the thing. I would love not like a full length documentary, but I would love a 20 minute documentary on how this was made from inception point of, Hey, this board game has been around for, for nearly a hundred years. It's very successful. Let's, let's make a run at this. I need to know how they went from that to aliens. I need to know all the conversations all because like you have to, they're constrained by one thing. And that's like, we have to we have to incorporate the actual game we, we need the grid we need you know the alien missiles look like the game pieces like they knocked that out
3: but, yeah the pegs
2: yeah but they have to they have to incorporate the game in some way so it's like how are we going to do that and they got there with aliens and tsunami buoys which like yeah. a lot of mental gymnastics to get to that point so that's i mean definitely a choice definitely a choice i would have been interested to see this movie not to step on like how to improve it. I I would have maybe like if they did this as a World War One movie or a World War Two movie and figured out something like that. Right. That would have been kind of tight, but you know we got this. So <laughs> it's this is
3: what we got. We're gonna, we're gonna
2: roll with it. Um, the IMDb trivia: the veterans of the USS Missouri that Stonehopper mentions, real life vets of the USS Missouri. Some of them Hell served yeah. in World War Two. Love that. I mean. I love those are my favorite. That's my favorite part of the movie is those dudes getting, getting back at it. Love that. Um, (laughs) Okay. So the, uh, I, I wanted to run this one by you. So Hopper's order to drop the port anchor to rapidly swing the ship around in the opposite direction is a real life maneuver known as, as club hauling. Is that, is that something that they teach you in the Navy?
3: <laughs> no, so I will say so for my background with regards. So I I did two summer cruises, which sounds way fancier than it is. But when you're an ROTC, between um, each year, so between your first, you know, freshman, and sophomore, sophomore and junior, junior and senior, they send you on various training exercises or things that you can sign up for, and you pick. And sometimes you get what you want, sometimes you don't. But um, everyone after their first year, before you signed all your paperwork does something called courtryment which is career orientation of training sorry career orientation and training of midshipmen so basically it's four weeks and you do a week with the marines surface submarines and aviation so it's kind of supposed to be like this where do you want to go what do you want to do because those are our four options out of and then it's all very um they have barbecues for us and when we're on the ship they let us shoot the 50 cow off the side at targets, like all stuff that we that the, like enlisted on board were like we never do that. It's,
2: like, it's your it's your recruiting guy. visit.
3: <laughs> it is, and so then when you get back to school in the fall, you sign all your paperwork. It's like I agree to you know join the military after my uh, after using the ROTC ROTC scholarship. If I quit at any time, I've got to pay back whatever, whatever. So it's they do they try and like entice you to join, and then between your next two, you go on an enlisted cruise between your sophomore and junior year and um i went to Yokosuka, japan on a destroyer out there um and you have an enlisted running mate and you kind of learn the way of the ship through the enlisted running mate and what their duties are and that sort of stuff and i was out there for a month we went up to vladivostok russia um, my first first and only time to russia <laughs> it don't, was very like don't think,
2: like, don't, think you don't think it's a great place to go right now
3: no <laughs> I'm not gonna have any time to say there's <laughs> any trips there it rained every day that we were there. We were there for four days, um, but it was a just crazy. It was very James Bond Russia, like very no McDonald's. And it was, you know, just very straightforward Russia, lots of statues and people pointing places and stuff. Um, but then between my, my last cruise, I did another destroyer, the Pinckney out of San Diego. And we actually did rim pack from San Diego to Pearl Harbor. Um, and so rim packs, like a training exercise thing. Anyway, this is all to say that like, that's my experience on a ship. I've had like two months maybe between those two and then like another week on the front end of that first thing. So like, I didn't get into the details of like how many of these things actually work or what they're called. Um, that one seemed a little bit aggressive. So yeah, uh, first I day on you, the I ship, think... they didn't,
2: they didn't teach you about club <laughs> they hauling. They
3: didn't do, no, no club hauling. Uh, I don't think that if you throw it into reverse engines that quickly, that it actually will get it moving that quickly, where you can avoid the incoming alien bombs. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's uh, destroyers are cool, man. That's I think that's one of the things. So, and I'll you know end this long, long, you know, side thing with um, I actually wanted to go surface when I like went into the Navy, and so I put surface first. And usually, it's if you put aviation first or put subs first and they don't have the spots then you end up in surface rarely if ever do you not get surface if you want it and um I got an email back that was like congratulations you got your second choice of aviation (laughs) (laughs) because they really needed NFOs and I had the grades to do it and so I was like oh what (laughs) um and so I'm really glad now like I definitely enjoyed like my entire but it's also double the um requirement so you owe four years out if you do surface and it's eight years if you do nfl because it's more training so more training equals more time um and you missed but, out on learning
2: yeah. about club hauling like how to swing yeah, a yeah,
3: didn't club hauling. but yeah so that's kind of the long way of saying like i don't i know about a bit about ships but not club hauling
2: the the point you made though about destroyers being sweet, it's something that works for this movie. Is just like any yeah. movie with naval ships firing big guns is it always works? It's fucking sweet. Yeah. In anything
3: they had the seaweed, the C, the close up, you know, the one that's got the, uh, it's the close in weapon system was um, and then you also have, like the big five inch gun that was just like you know unloads. Um, so yeah, it's really cool to see, um all the Navy stuff that this was like, so I don't know. Remember in like Transformers, everything was like the air force, the air force, the air force. It was like, we got to call the air force. (laughs) Like this was like the first one outside of top gun, I guess that is like just egregious Navy shit. (laughs) Like Just
2: everywhere. This is the one they gave you guys, huh?
3: Yeah, which I'm kind of like, yay, and then also like, is this is oh, and uh, Annapolis. Did you ever see that one?
2: Oh, James Franco boxing. I mean, I guess I guess James Franco, I think, is canceled now. But yeah, I've seen Annapolis a million times. That movie. Our
3: let's go. Our rotsy, our Rozzy skipper told us we were not allowed to go see that in uniform. <laughs> which none of us would have anyway, because we're not going to like spend time that we don't have to be in uniform, like in uniform when you're a college kid in a college town. But it's just hilarious that they were like please. We can't be seen as like supporting.
2: All I'm going to (laughs) say is when you're ready for Annapolis, I'm ready for Annapolis.
3: (laughs) I'm in. in. (laughs) Who is, isn't it?
2: Isn't Tyrese his superior officer in that one?
3: Yeah. 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 Incredible. Are you ready for a piece of
2: trivia? That's non Navy related and kind of just weird. Yeah. Uh, It's about why Peter Berg wanted to cast Rihanna. Okay. Peter Berg wanted to cast Rihanna after seeing her Diane Sawyer interview following her battering by then-boyfriend Chris Brown. Berg was convinced that if the singer could negotiate a tricky interview like that, she would make a good actress. I did not research that fact. That is just on IMDb, but that's kind of fucking weird. If that's like, you know what? Like, you're watching that interview and that's your first thought, like, mm, I should put her at Battleship. She, <laughs> she She'd be good at Battleship. Battleship. <laughs> but <laughs> <Like, What? laughs> that was an uncomfy <laughs> fact
3: that's <laughs> a weird it made even weirder by the fact that uh again she crushed it yeah like she was the standout at, in my opinion
2: yeah i mean i thought she
3: crushed it especially like she pulled off petty officer in the navy perfectly they definitely gave her too many um everybody in this sense because it's not part of it's like you can't have as many people as you would need to to do all the jobs that would have had to be done in this movie but like she would not have been qualified to do all of the things that she kicked ass because that's too many quals for one person yeah
2: but she was um, qualified to say mahalo motherfucker so ma- that was mahalo
3: motherfucker mahalo motherfucker
2: uh so okay so the <laughs> the most authentic and least authentic parts of this movie I'm gonna defer to you for most authentic first what is the, what is the most authentic part of this movie
3: I'll tell you what, two of the things that always stand out to me when I watch this movie is the yelling lieutenant commander. So the guy that was constantly like, You need to get on that, you know, helicopter. And he's like, What? He's like, I don't know, just do it. Like that guy, like that is such a swell lieutenant commander to me. Like, I was like, Yeah, the tracks. Uh, and the chief, the one that gets in the um boxing fight with the alien on the yes. ship. So the real jacked like, chief on the ship is one of the best chief portrayals in um in movies that i've seen like and, and it's not necessarily like deep like he just does a great job of showing like a chief like a chief is kind of like there to sit in the background they'll say like uh sir are you sure you want to do that you want to do that you want to do that you want to... but then they'll back you up and they'll help fix shit when it inevitably goes wrong because they know it's going to go wrong because you're some like bullheaded asshole <laughs> lieutenant that hasn't been around as long as they have but they it, it's just i thought that part has always stood out to me as like really really good are you talking about uh, the double
2: amputee no because yeah, he gets he, in the boxing match too
3: yeah i have uh i have met him though the
2: w yeah because he's, he's a yeah he's, he's cool a as real, shit. real dude
3: yeah he's re- like he's actually like so when i interned at the military bowl he came to an event that we were hosting and um he's a cool he's a cool dude uh but no the the big burly um looks so, at his name john Tui is his real name um yeah he was fantastic so i i think that's probably yeah for a movie about board games like that's probably like the, the thing i'll say is most, most authentic they they do pretty well just in general like vibes in the like when they're in the command center also when they're doing other things um i didn't dislike or there's something like super horrible are all the tactics right and are they wearing all the right stuff like not necessarily but enough for i'm like oh whatever this movie kicks ass
2: yeah i didn't take it upon myself to pick anything authentic about the the navy of it all but um Liam Neeson not wanting his daughter to like not knowing what (laughs) his daughter sees in her fucking idiot boyfriend was very authentic like very very, authentic. like like when he's when he tells him I don't know what my daughter sees in you like yeah agreed (laughs) because the thing is like we're you know we're supposed to be on on Taylor Kitsch's side you know whatever like we we have history with him coming into the movie and like yeah but like his his daughter is Brooklyn Decker, who like is a legitimate supermodel. Yes. And she she just she just wouldn't. Like that, that just It's
3: already eating him up inside that she's dating a naval officer, like for sure. Yeah. Like
2: And, it, especially and it's when, not Skarsgard. He,
3: it's yeah,
2: it's the it's the it's the dumbass.
3: the degenerate little brother who so that's what I'm trying to figure. And so and least authentic to me is also this, I just cannot figure out this timeline. Um,
2: yeah, laid because
3: out he, when he is having his, he's, I guess that's his 26th birthday. when they, when we meet Taylor Kitsch, um, he's having a party with scars guard at this bar and he's got, you know, long hair and clearly nowhere to go in life. He doesn't have a job. Like, um, And so they say that he's 26. And the next time we see him after he does the whole chicken burrito thing and gets tased and arrested and like whatever, um, he's a lieutenant and you will reach lieutenant in four, like four years. Like that is your, it hits, you hit JG 02 on your two year anniversary of enlisting or uh, getting commissioned. And then you get 03 on your four year anniversary of being commissioned. And that's like, unless you get a DUI or, have some sort of scandal in your like if you're breathing and without any major issues in the navy for four years you'll make lieutenant like that's like from that point on is when you have like boards to make lieutenant commander like all that stuff so this is all to say he's 30 minimum 30 when we catch back up with them at Rimpack um so have they been dating the whole time did she wait till like what did he already have a college degree so he would become an officer so like it's just I just can't figure out that part of it because then also at the end when the seals are like (laughs) the seals are like oh yeah you ready to come hang with the big boys in Coronado like I don't think that they're really going out and getting that many like 30 plus year olds to come start seal training down in but you know maybe they are who knows I'm not a seal um and so that whole thing just kind of throws me off. Cause it also did it take the aliens four years to like get the message and be like, all right, everybody get your, get your ships. We're, we're going. So good. Who knows how far it is. My
2: least authentic is actually, is actually that, that like banquet ceremony at the end. Because like, do they think those were the only aliens ever? It seems like a very like, Hey, we're just having a quaint ceremony out in the open. Like, I feel like we're still at war. Like I don't I don't know oh, if there's just... we
3: don't know if that was like a forward oh it's a good point. How come we never got a sequel? Damn it. Um no <laughs> because I guess realistically there's some aliens back on this Goldilocks planet yeah. that knew where they sent the other ones and they never got word back. Like what Yeah. So like we'll we'll call you if it's cool.
2: It's like a very like fake a happy ending. It's like a it's like, yeah. hey, everything's good, we're having this ceremony. It's like, well, there, like twenty five thousand people died in in Hong Kong or wherever, wherever it Dude, was.
3: Dude, when that when that building came down, I was like, "This is like man of steel level." I was about to
2: say, like, "Yeah, death. bad yeah. collateral damage." Like, yeah, it didn't have. There are movies like movies that are crazy like this that you've got to have tasteful collateral damage, like in Con Air when you crash the plane on the Las Vegas Strip, like you know like you, you assume some things went wrong but it's like it's not acknowledged but even in this movie they're like yeah twenty five thousand people just died and you're just like well even if like they killed the a like this is still a it's still a tragedy horrible like, yeah is still a tragedy <laughs> we're not just like all gonna be like happy and laughing about liam neeson saying they that
3: lost can... an entire ship yeah. they lost the john paul jones yeah or and we i sorry they lost the i forget what the other one was that." um that scars guard was on but that entire sh- that entire crew died like yeah. all of
2: them yeah and uh
3: that's not something that the navy gets over quickly and they also we lost the, two destroyers
2: the aliens with this kind of technology have three ships in total like that's
3: it they sent everyone <laughs> that,
2: that's it we we eradicated them all they're definitely not coming back we feel we feel no, good like, about it
3: it's like a party and you're like i'll call you if it's cool and so <laughs> they never got they never got the call back because they blew up the, the thing so the other aliens were like oh it must suck we won't go <laughs>
2: it's not it's not good they said, they said no one's
3: like, there yeah
2: we're we're just Dead. we're just going to go to Whataburger, guys like we're we'll mm-hmm. just meet you there um okay so what worked about this one why why is this a movie that you come back to
3: because it's just so bananas like every bit of the way and like you said there's just enough like there's this really force-fed growth arc for Taylor Kitsch like, where it's like, Oh, look how terrible he is. He's a terrible teammate. He doesn't make the right choice. Like, and you get to see how he has to then later make the right choice and sacrifice himself for the, you know, the greater good. Or he thinks he is. And they're like, we have one shot left. Like, do we stop them from calling in reinforcements or do we protect ourselves as they try and well, thankfully Naval aviation came through to save the day again. Uh, um and blew up those last few things whatever but um i think it's just like that's what's so fun for me about this movie is it's just like it's the rihanna one-liners it's the ridiculousness that when they rolled up to the mighty mo that these veterans are just perched on it
2: yeah it's like they didn't leave they 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 (laughs) didn't leave after the ceremony
3: (laughs) yeah they they might need us (laughs) like i don't know and that is the I should have said that's the least authentic or least believable. They are not cold starting that thing and getting it like I don't care how many people they have from the it's just that's not happening. Um so that part to me, but it's again, it's just so ridiculous enough. I really love Nagata. Um, and also it's the actor who was um in he plays one of the Warriors three in like uh Ragnarok and um Thor. Oh, uh, he really? plays Hogan oh I love yeah I so love he's the one Ragnarok. in in Ragnarok when he goes I don't know who you are <laughs> she goes who I am were you not listening to anything I just said um he's that guy he's okay. that one. um and so I I really like Nagata I love their cheesy early on like headbutting, you know not getting along but when he's like captain you have my chair like it always I'm always like yeah yeah <laughs> look at them working together and like <laughs> So I think that's, it's so cheesy, but like, I just, it just works. It's just like nonstop ridiculous action that it's like, none of it should work, but it
2: works for me. What'd you think of the music in this one? Cause the soundtrack for Excellent. this one, the soundtrack rights cost more money, like a hundred times more money than I'll ever make in my entire life. Like they, <laughs> I believe it. Pearl jam to open the movie. It's just like a throwaway, but it's Pearl jam. Uh, the Pink Panther theme while Alex is robbing yeah. the gas station, which is which is great. Uh you get the black keys during a soccer game, multiple ACDC songs, including Thunderstruck yeah. when they're they're starting up the ship. Like, listen, they they said this movie might fail for certain reasons, but music is not going to be one of them because we're sparing yeah. no expense.
3: There's just something extra special about them starting the ship to Thunderstruck. Yeah. Like I just don't know. Like it's just perfection. Like I don't know. Um, I think when when you talk about the um, the length, which I I do I do agree with you that there's probably one part of the mission too many that they have to do. Like, um, like trying to figure out the stuff on the side of the hill, like with the multiple groups of people doing things.
2: Um, I'm more, but it's still. So the alien attack, like the actual like meat and bones of this movie comes 33 minutes into the movie. We got, we yeah. got to get there quicker. That's like, yeah. listen, we're, I mean, I, I keep bringing it back to it, but like John Malkovich takes over that plane, like 10 minutes in and we're, yeah. and we're cooking.
3: I don't think we need, you know, cause they started with the scientists, right. And they, we're looking for these planets that are, I don't think we need any of that. No, just aliens show up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to know like that. We called to them. Um, I don't even it think really we need the gas station robbery.
2: We just need to like, see them. Like he's a Lieutenant. He's kind of, he's got yeah. promise. He's kind of a fuck up. He's dating a supermodel. Yeah. Who's also the Admiral's daughter. Like that's, that's about, yeah. we're good with that. We don't, I don't need, we don't backstory. even need
3: like the soccer game or we
2: don't even, we don't need the second fight between the two of them. Yeah.
3: Um, between god and him, like on the ship, because that's also stuff that I get really annoyed with things when it's like, this would literally never happen. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we doing? Like, they're not going to get into a fight in the bathroom of the like destroyer. The whole like, thing
2: with happen. Alex is, it's kind of like he's, I, I I'm likening him to Stetson Bennett in this movie because it seems like the whole way up until the alien attack. They're trying to find a way to get rid of the guy. Like he's just not cutting it. They mm-hmm. they literally tell him after Rimpack, they're kicking him out of the Navy. He's done. Yeah. And now after after he saves the world from the aliens, like they're giving him a ship. He's set for yeah. life. Like you can never yeah. tell this guy shit again. It is literally Stetson Bennett and Natty in the second. <laughs> it's half. amazing. That's
3: a good. That is a great comparison. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah. There's definitely chunks that we could have cut out there. I guess.
2: Yeah, but I mean, for what worked, uh, Rihanna shoots an alien with a, like a gun, like a huge gun on a battleship from point blank range, which is super sick.
3: Yeah. Um, That was the Mahalo motherfucker. I
2: believe that was the Mahalo motherfucker.
3: Because then later, I also like the, um, let's drop some lead on these (laughs) motherfuckers, and he goes, fire! Like, it's just, and they never actually say fucker in any of it. It's like, because they're like trying to keep that PG-13. Yeah, PG-13, so Um, people would
2: go see it in theaters, which like, that worked. (laughs)
3: We all did for one person. <laughs> um,
2: something Man, else. That I worked, won't go see anything. <laughs> objectively hot cast. Just one of the, one of the hotter yeah. movies of all time. Like they they don't really yeah. miss with anyone.
3: No, Skarsgård is a babe and a half. Oh yeah, yeah. Like,
2: yes. My goodness. is a killer. Like he's yeah, and then he's good.
3: I think objectively Taylor Kitsch is is extremely handsome as well. I don't think any anyone's fighting with that. And then obviously we talked about Brooklyn doctor and Rihanna Rihanna is
2: gorgeous. (laughs) So it's a lot of Uh,
3: solid use of Jesse Plemons too. So it's like bringing in like, um, more Friday night lights folks in there.
2: And it's so funny.
3: Ridiculous. He's
2: kind of like the dweeb in this. And then fat fast forward. Ten years, Jesse Plemons is one of the most respected actors in Hollywood, and like, it's just like we're just like waiting for him to win an Oscar. He was nominated for an Oscar this year, and like I I'm know, not even sure awesome Taylor Kitsch was invited. Did you? Did you know there is a a Best Actor Oscar winner in this movie? Did you catch it? Get a glimpse of his face.
3: Oh, um, no. Who is it?
2: Rami Malek is in this movie.
3: Yes. Yes, you get he like is the, the, in the I, little yep.
2: side glimpse of his face. Yep,
3: yes, he's telling him something. He's telling Liam Neeson something on the ship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I do
2: remember. Yeah, that. I did the, the Leo pointing at the screen when I saw his face. Yeah,
3: um, yes, he's he's excellent.
2: So <laughs> yes, I forgot about that for what didn't work for this one. I so I, I'm just is this movie a hundred times better if Glenn Powell is in the Taylor Kitsch role? 100%. Cause one of the, one of the things that this movie is like, it's not very well written. So like, it's, it's not all these people's fault, but I think, I think like hall of fame level charisma. Cause like Taylor kitsch, you know, has had success. He's been in good stuff, whatever. But like, there's certain people that have that thing. Glenn Powell is one of those people. I feel like with, I yeah. feel like he could have, he could have thrown this movie on his back.
3: Yes, I agree. Um, Taylor Kitsch was good there. I liked the brother interactions. The, I thought they played that well together where it was like, how do I look? And he like messes up his hair and like whatever, but he leans so hard into the like pompous ass side of things rather than the charisma side of things that it, even when you knew he was like the main guy that was going to come around, it was still kind of hard to like, like him in the first half of the movie.
2: That was um, the thing. he was just an idiot. We only, yeah, we only get told he has potential. We don't really see a lot yeah. of like, oh yeah, this is, this guy, he's the real deal. Like he's a dick, but he's the real deal. Like we go to like the original Top Gun, like Maverick, like Maverick is a dick and his superiors have a lot of problems with him and stuff. But like the talent is there and the charisma is there and like everyone, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's very apparent what this guy's all about. And with Kitsch, it's like, he might just be kind of be a big dumb asshole. We're not really sure. Like we g- g- yeah. keep getting told he has potential, but he it doesn't seem that great. So that's I mean, he commits one of the dumbest crimes of all time. Like <laughs> just the like robbing the gas, like just one of the dumbest crimes.
3: Yeah, it was um very bad. I did like that he put money on the counter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it I mean, then- that's what makes it that's what makes it right. I need to ask yeah. you so he, he gets in charge of the ship and like we, you know, for the sake of the plot, how many people had to die for him to be in charge of the ship? Like how I feel like we need more safeguards if there's a certain amount of people that can go down to <laughs> where the guy who's about to get fired is the superior officer on a ship.
3: It all depends on. Um, so you have like the the skipper, the commanding officer, and then the, the XO. Um, and then it all goes to department head so however many you know what you have on board whether it's lieutenant commanders any it's obvious any lieutenant commander would rank ahead of him and then uh but it could be as little as like four or five people so if they are all in the same area or something um so it goes to like the senior lieutenant and then it would like trickle down i do absolutely love that scene just because everyone knows that they're
2: yeah boss. it's like oh shit do you think someone <laughs> from like, the navy like someone high up watch this movie and was like we should we should make sure we should probably probably make sure there's a higher chain of command.
3: Yeah. Um, it is a very, uh, infrequent and unusual situation. Obviously there aren't a lot of alien attacks, but even in like, you know, wartime situations we haven't had, um, many instances where this could come up type thing.
2: That's true, but it, it seemed like a real a real like the duke of lux luxembourg like inheriting the <laughs> throne of england or something like that it was one of those. Yeah.
3: It's always wild cuz like you sometimes don't think about it like we were coming back from a deployment and we had we were on a one plane um that site so when we shut it down we brought the plane back with us. And so it meant that the We were flying the plane back and we were in charge. And so my buddy who was a lieutenant, who was like a lieutenant. um, He had been a lieutenant for like two or three years at this point, um, was the mission commander. And so we landed in one spot and we met up with an Air Force guy that was helping us with some stuff. He's like, "Okay, so who's in charge? My buddy was like, oh, yeah, it's me. He goes, okay, yeah, but like, who is in charge? Like, is there like a little four here? Like, when he was like, nope, it's me. <laughs> and so you kind of think about the fact that the- that they train you and then they're like, take this multi million dollar piece of equipment and you're in charge. Don't mess it up. Um, so that part is actually relatively accurate when it comes to how the chain of command would work. Like, there wouldn't have to be as many people that went down as you would think. <laughs>
2: Battleship was on to something. They're yeah.
3: on to something. It's
2: a, uh, yeah one of the biggest things i'm not sure this doesn't work but like i sent you i sent you the picture in the in the the group text today (laughs) the aliens have like middle middle reliever chin beards like it is it's one of the strangest strangest aliens in movies ever i can't think of a stranger choice for movie aliens
3: it's so wild and it makes no sense like the aliens in general make no sense like the whole like you have um Landry I can never I was like (laughs) I always call them my own I already used his real name earlier um like he's showing up with like oh here's my you know my lizard and they can't see sunlight like and then they've got weird like four finger hands that
2: and they're yeah they've got weird they remind me of when they have their helmets on they remind me of um do you do you you've seen spy kids right they remind me of the little thumb thumbs from spy kids with their their weird hands but other than that like yeah it's a very weird alien choice like we're gonna make them lizard people with with chin beards
3: yeah the chin beards is a real weird your picture that picture is like middle reliever is the perfect description yeah
2: yeah. like this is those
3: aliens definitely
2: dip you know like it's it's <laughs> a <your> weird, <laughs> really weird depiction of aliens um let's take a quick yeah. ad break and get back with best scene
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data
2: Okay, so best scene. I again, I'm gonna go chronologically. If I if I skip over one of your favorites, let me know. But the thing with this movie is that it, it once once everything starts cooking and like the aliens are here, it's just essentially like a couple huge long set pieces, and that's about it. Yeah. But, um, we got to touch on the soccer game, the rim pack. They've got <laughs> announcers, multiple announcers. They got a, just, a play-by-play and a color guy. Uh, and, and you got Skarsgård. No Skarsgård is like a national team goalie. Like
3: it makes zero sense. Like I'm not saying there are probably like when I did rim Pack, like I said, we started in San Diego and, and went to Pearl Harbor and then it continued on for a couple of weeks. Like they do um, more things. And I, I'm sure that there are these types of, you know, nation building or fun things that they put together. It is not that it will not be that competitive. Uh, I probably would not have seen the, the goalies like switching jerseys at the end. They're not going to be commentators. Um, it was just like that part is so hilarious to me. That's just like this, like had to set up this very intense rivalry between the two of them. Um, this stuff that we were doing at Rimpack, like we went to a party on the Chilean tall ship that came across with us, like a ship with masks and it was like smelled of rich mahogany. And they had a salsa band on the main deck when they had us for this party. It was wonderful. Oh, yeah. Like absolutely. Yeah. We had an exchange officer. So basically he, like he was on our ship and francisco was his name and he was beautiful and he could tell you to go to hell and it would sound so sexy you'd be like okay sounds
2: lovely they needed Just, him in this
3: movie. he was yeah they could have used him and so like the stuff is all it's always all about i honestly really do like that scene when they get underway where scars is like giving the ship his you know this is what i expect out of rim pack and we're going to work together and we're going to, you know, learn a lot and And he's like, we're not here to learn. We're here to kick ass like all of that stuff, but it is like a multi, you know, it's a partnership exercise, you know? So, um, so yeah, I liked, I loved the overly intense soccer.
2: Yeah. I liked him kicking the penalty kick a mile over the goal, the, the goal because he's concussed. The concussion
3: and the way that they the shot concussion, that by the way, so not a factor.
2: He then gets on a ship that he needs to, yeah, that, that he, he needs to be no. in, somewhat command of. So that's
3: I did. I love the way they shot that with the goalie just stayed and screened and looks up, and then you see the ball like drop behind him. It's beautiful.
2: Um, the next scene is when 33 minutes into the movie, when the aliens make their presence known, which, like, to me. I under, it's it's good to be calm under pressure especially I'm sure for our nation's military better to be calm under pressure but like everyone was far too calm until like the thing <laughs> sent out the shockwave sound. It was all a bunch of like wow, hey, this is this is strange. This is strange like if I, let's let's go take a look at it but like it's like not one person is like hey, this is this is we probably need to like address this. We probably need to engage with this before it before it takes us out. It was uh, you know, it's it's just it was it was a ridiculous scene all around because you've got Kitsch and Rihanna in the small boat next to the alien yeah, ship. Yeah,
3: with yeah, with the with my favorite chief. <laughs> he was driving the ship.
2: That <laughs> the the, the, little boat the whole attack is like 20 minutes long too. Because like Yeah, it's wild. The time that scene the scene starts with like essentially like Kitsch and Rihanna going out in the small boat and it ends with Kitsch in charge of a ship and directing it to ram the alien ship.
1: What the heck? No kit, sir. Are the weapons ready? Sir, they have killed everything that's fired on us. Get the guns online and we ram this thing. They kill my brother and every man on his ship.
2: You have no weapons to attack with, sir. Then set course to
1: 310. Collision course, course to 310. There are sailors in the water. Get the guns online, and we're gonna ram this thing. It is
3: like the most ridiculous bit of "quote unquote" leadership, by the way. Just like that, he goes straight from "Oh, we're out of we, we can't use our weapons. Let's run into it." Right. <laughs> like terrible decision making. Um, and that's when like the helmsman would have been like, ah, "No, I'm not gonna do that." And, like you wouldn't get in trouble for mutiny me because me you'd be like, "No, we're not gonna run the ship." In the-
2: um do they ever address you know how the thing with the aliens like we see their um their visuals a lot and now it's basically like this is red we need to destroy this this is green like we don't we're not going to destroy this or this is going to harm us i don't think they ever address it and they're very much like it's like a bond villain way of not addressing things that they need to because they leave a lot of things and people alive that they yes. should have just destroyed
3: yeah it's a uh they are a not very uh, thorough alien race. Like it was to the point where like, if they look away, so this is what drives me nuts about it. Right. Though is they send those little like rolling things around to smartly take out the airstrip and the major thoroughfares. So they know enough to do that. But then when the ship turns, they're like, oh, okay, cool. We're good.
2: Oh, yeah, can't, no, biggie. Can't, no biggie. Can't touch that. They let the, they <laughs> let the John Paul Jones the get away. Like they're just like, yeah. oh, we're we're good now. We're good. Like,
3: yeah, you, yeah. When you could, they clearly could have just easily blown it up and been like, all right, we're good to go. Yeah,
2: like, we're we're stress free now. We got nothing because they're they're protected by this little uh, this force field, so nothing else yeah. is getting in. The John Paul Jones is literally the last potential threat to them at all, and they're just like, ah, yeah. you know what? For the sake well, of they the, for the sake of the plot. See ya. See (laughs) I
3: will say with the with the calmness thing, I 100 percent would believe that in a situation where there's an exercise going on. (laughs) So that they're like, All right, what is the Admiral doing? Like, okay. (laughs) Did they set this out? Like, is it that tricky guy? Hold on. This is not what we're used to. This is not what we're supposed to see. This must be some sort of like test for the rim pack. Um, but yeah, those uh it's cool because there are those, you know, like there are people that are qualified to go on the all the terms are now escaping me because it's been years since I've done it. But the small boat like exercises, and so that's a separate qualification that you can do on the ship. So that would make sense that like Rihanna or Kitsch might be like the lieutenant for you know small boat exercises or whatever. And so it's fun, those things are fun to ride. It, by the way, those are cool, it looks sick. Um, but like, just like him just being so willy nilly about everything. Like, I'm going to get out and climb on it. Yeah, okay,
2: I'm going to climb on it. I'm, I'm going gonna to touch, touch, touch this thing. I'm going to touch
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to touch it.
2: Are <laughs> oh, you tell me the guy that robbed the gas station touched the unknown yeah. alien craft? I can't believe it. Um, well, and it's
3: also like when they're like, the first choice is like, send a warning shot by it. I don't, I don't think that they think the same way that we do. Or like, yeah, we can't. <laughs> just, Okay. Cool, they're also like trying to hail it, which was my favorite part where they're like unknown. Thing. I did really like I love a good moment where you can't find on the radar like I love a good no radar that's 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 a, um, that's a good know.
2: that's a good like military movie little catch yeah. they're like, oh, they're not on the radar, sir,
3: yeah, and you check all the different like you know displays that you've I've seen before and have used, and then you get like um you know on the visual, I'll tell you what there's nowhere better. One of my, the only things that I like really still miss about at like, there's nowhere better to be than at night on a bridge wing, like on the outside of the main bridge on those side things where they have all the binoculars and Jesse Plemons spends most of his time in the early bar. Cause at night there's like, especially if you're in the middle of the ocean, you're out there, like literally nothing else is out there and it's just like quiet and calm. And like, you can see every star in the sky. Usually there's a whole bunch of like bioluminescence and stuff. So you're just like, it's like this really cool, um, obviously, that's cool when there's like
2: aliens. Attack. Not, not as great, no.
3: not as fun. But, um, but yeah, I, I like I like a good uh, radar scene myself.
2: So the next scene is when they're actually like playing Battleship, which we talked about earlier. Love they it. figure out how to get the grid. They're for the first part just like not hitting shit, which is very much like like when you first start playing Battleship, you're just whiffing. Um, you know, it, they the one of the cooler parts in the movie is when when catch when they shoot out the windows in the ship to let the light in, and yeah. but it just it shows what an own goal it is of them not not destroying the John paul Jones when they had the chance yeah. but it's we like we talked about earlier it is very it is very cool that they figured out how to work in battleship and do the grid with the buoys and stuff like that like it is a creative yeah. piece to incorporate you know this movie
3: it's really cool like the i just it's really cool to see where they have both when they're waiting and she goes i think this is when Rihanna says she's like let's light him up captain nagata like he has them waiting for both the two different spots and timing it out and when he hits like yes you know, says like, like ah, and it's like the you know it's just a very like gratuitous navy shots where you've got like you know missiles coming out of the deck and like all that stuff it's just like direct hit like all missiles
2: thing. on radar is also a nice touch like in the same way of radar and like something not showing up on radar watching missiles on radar is, is also yes. a nice touch
3: and then they like let's take them somewhere they don't want to go <laughs> <laughs> you know, he gets them over um right before they i'll tell you what i would not want to do either is that jump off the back of the ship with the sinking no that's the you know how high that is no the uh i don't want to do it anyway like just off the side of the ship it's too high for me man i've done that before
2: too i've seen enough movies like i am so out on being on a sinking boat like just couldn't couldn't be i mean listen like titanic seemed real bad like that seemed like (laughs) that seemed like a tough situation um that you know, that one's not good. We, we've we seen what jumping off in Titanic, the guy who falls off the back of the boat when they're, they're the guy who hits the propeller, hits the propeller, hits the propeller. Yeah. like that's that's a tough scene. Um, you know, this one that that whole sinking doesn't look it. Seems like a ton of them survive the sinking though, which is yeah, which is a whole other They
3: thing. um, w- again, another part of the swim qualifications that we had to do, um, where you'd go to the 10 meter 10 meter tower one meter tower it was high but not like the highest thing to anything's high to me I don't like it it's like the one that you'll find like at a like um 10 meter platform dive is like the platform one and so when ships have issues or sinking something like that situation uh you'll get like a layer of oil usually that sits on top of the water so obviously it doesn't mix and that can then subsequently catch on fire
2: this happens in dunkirk
3: yes so this training simulates you're jumping into the water and you have to swim past the fiery water um and so we were in full like boots flight suit and i think helmet um and then you have to stay you land in the water you have to stay underwater for like 10 meters and then you're supposed to like flip on your back and do this like clearing in front of your face so you like go up and down and left and right and then you only let like your nose and mouth out of the water and breathe in that way so it's like you move the fiery oil water and like breathe and then you go back under um i'm not that coordinated
2: that's that seems <laughs> tough <laughs>
3: it's brutal i had to do it like seven times they had to take me to the special kids pool like the one over because everyone else they're like all right we got to keep moving with the rest of it like <laughs> you and you you come over um it was a mess
2: um, do you think you know how in a lot of um, in a lot of military movies that they put the actors through a certain like a boot camp like they did it with Saving Private Ryan and like Band of Brothers casted like a boot camp? Do you do you think this is one of those movies? That they were just like, yeah, just, you know, just put your uniforms on and we got some lines for you.
3: This one probably not. You know what? They did do it for Top Gun 2. And it's one of the things one of the things that I talked to the cast about because um they had to do the gila dunker which is another whole nightmare scenario um and uh glenn Glenn powell actually said he was the only one who liked it (laughs) so he was and i was like you're the guy there's always one you're the guy um but yeah i don't think in this one that they probably did not make him go through too much oh maybe they did i don't know
2: if rihanna looks pretty comfortable behind some of those
3: some behind some of those guns but yeah Um,
2: The last scene I've got is uh, is Thunderstruck into getting the boat going again, like the the three basically besides the soccer game, the three main scenes I have take up like almost an hour combined between the the first alien attack, then them playing battleship on the John Paul Jones and then the the World War, you know, getting the old ship going and for me that's it's easily the best aspect of the movie is the olds getting this thing going reliving the glory days and then them doing you know beating the aliens with a world war ii ancient battleship
3: it's awesome as cheesy as it is, it is like not gonna happen but like um it's just i love a good control room i think we talked about this for something else but like anything with like apollo 13 style or the martian or you know anytime you have a group of people that is waiting and watching so that's kind of like ties into the um when they're doing the actual battleship part but then like when they succeed and like it's just the like it's just so awesome that they like pull it around they're just like um what did the guy He's like that's i think where you, where you said the line but um Let's light up these mother of fire and it's like every gun going that's when I like was fist bumping like a
2: dork like I was just like yes I love naval supremacy <laughs> I love the uh the thing when Kitch is talking to Nagata about you know yeah you're gonna die I'm gonna die like I'm we're gonna all gonna, we're all gonna die but not not today not today, not today. <laughs> they do the the crazy anchor move and stuff like that like it's
1: <laughs> we' are gonna die We are going to die. You're going to die. I'm going to die. We're all going to die. It's not today.
3: But, sir, that's pointed the wrong direction.
2: (laughs) that's cut in between and then and then you get a, a double amputee boxing a blind alien boxing match between yeah. a double amputee and a, and a blind alien so that's the thing that happened you know what i was thinking about when they were carrying the thousand pound round like it's like five of them struggling <laughs> as we saw yeah. the other day The two nick chubbs could handle that fairly easily
3: yeah um that's always that's a great we got to get it over there got it. how
2: far is that <laughs>
3: Oh, it's just like there's so many cheesy moments, but there's so many that are just so much fun. And it's, um, I again always like a good. You think that there's something I always like a good aviation swoop in. I was about to say navy like pilots
2: saving the day. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> I love a good aviation save. I also one of the like very short scenes that I liked, um, is I any mean, of the stuff that had like the boardroom. So like the nervous dorky um control room guy whatever that ended up helping uh beat the aliens with, with, his the, briefcase. with <laughs> the briefcase yeah uh but when he was like well why don't we call mass and they're like well we're here like what do we need like the air force and like yeah they're all here too um but the i think he was secretary of defense i think was the guy it was like the guy that was like the weasley lawyer from alley mcbeal you know what i'm talking and
2: Got, he's on the phone like with, back.
3: yeah, he's like on the phone with, um, Liam Neeson and it's like, get the pilots up in the air. Like, I'm just like, obviously it's not going to work, but he's like, yeah, we'll do that as soon as you get your ass in one of the, co- in the co-pilot chair, that, that's like an- respectfully and like hangs up on him.
2: <laughs> that's another thing that works that. Is, that always works is gruff seasoned military man yelling at a suit.
3: I'm yes. going to get my get men good. out of
2: here. I don't care what you say. Yeah. He's like, yeah,
3: we'll get it. We'll get a plane up in the air. As soon as you get your ass down here, get in the co-pilot seat. That's like, probably the scene
2: they pitched Liam Neeson with. It's like, you get to get yeah, on, you get to job. get on the phone and yell at a man in a suit and be real serious. And was like, yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And
3: you know, as soon as the little, uh, you know, thing drops the, um, force field that they put up for communications and entry. um, they're like, let's good. Every plane in the air. Like, I love a good get air
2: ops rolling. Yeah,
3: um, yeah, is all.
2: I mean, the so the I guess in terms of scene, the the sequence with the the old boat. Like, that's my pick for best scene. I, I yeah, think that's same. That's I winner. agree.
3: Um, the again, my favorite chief pushing over the like claw machine, like, <laughs> so they can get in as like Thunderstruck is starting. Um, And I also really like the interactions between like the older guard and like Rihanna where he's like, you ready to learn some stuff? She's like, I sure am, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get to it. And they've got all the like the cool like World War II dungaree uniforms, I think where it's like, you know, denim on denim stuff, like the different, I just, it was very, even if I had no idea how they or why they were perched on this destroyer, emerging from everywhere. <laughs> like, how are we going to get this done? Oh, weird. Look at all these people sitting here.
2: I understand that the old vets were all business and stuff like that, but it, it might be an unrealistic part of this movie for like two of them to not cross paths and be like, you, you, you see the, the, the woman you see, you see what she looks like. Like, like they're 80 years old. That's one of the most beautiful women on the planet. They're not just going to be like, she's in the, the 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 Navy looks different than it did in 1942.
3: When, uh, I finished school and had been commissioned and was waiting to start flight school. They, uh, we we hung out in Charlottesville for a few weeks because they like they stagger arrival at flight school because if you all show at the same time, you can't all start at the same time. So I was in Charlottesville for like six weeks, I guess. And then actually, once I got to flight school, I had to wait another like six to eight weeks before we actually got classed up and started. But one of the things that they had us doing, we were in the RATS unit, just like stashed, as they call you, a stashed ensign um is we would do flag presentations for funerals um, um and not thankfully I, at any funeral sad thankfully not a young active duty like it wasn't like someone it was more they had served for 20 years and been retired for 40 and passed away of natural causes and it was a nice thing that we did as a gesture for the spouses usually uh, still very sad, but it was like a nice, you know, touching. And we had this electronic bugle. Cause none of us knew how to play the bugle. So,
2: I didn't think about that. What taps. a lost start that is.
3: We would play taps on this electronic bugle. And our gunnery sergeant was always like, stand facing away from them. So they can't tell that it's fake. Cause <laughs> you're not, I'm like, "Gunny, they probably know that we're not actually playing it. Um, but my, my buddy, Chris and I, who was all, he was also going aviation. um, we're talking to this really nice older gentleman after one of these ceremonies that he'd asked us what we were going to do. And uh, Chris was like, well, we're both going down to to flight school. And he looks at me and with the most sincere, like he was not being condescending. He just goes, Oh, they have lady pilots now. (laughs)
2: Look at our Navy. (laughs)
3: Look at us. Who would have thought? And it was just like so sweet. But I wanted to be like soon. I hope to drive. You know, <laughs> maybe they'll let me vote. You know, but it, he again, he was like so sweet. But it was just like the funniest. Like, and it is. It's a very different. It's a very different Navy in the past. You know, well shit. I talked to Monica Barbaro, who played a female pilot in Top Gun Two. And when the first one came out, there still weren't women pilots allowed in combat. So there were no female pilots in the first Top Gun. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah, look and at I us. was like
3: when we were alive <laughs> that that came out you know
2: this would be a like a sick thing to incorporate into a top gun like a a down the road top gun sequel is the same concept of having like old like at this point like Korean war maybe Vietnam war pilots like we were running out of pilots can anyone fly these planes <laughs> and it's like these old guys <laughs> from, from Vietnam <laughs> it's
3: like it, it's like Independence Day almost yes. <laughs> Exactly. So it's like we need has anyone flown a plane?
2: Exactly. Um, for best quote, is there a quote that can beat Mahalo motherfucker?
3: Uh anything that is said by Rihanna's up up for uh but no, I think it's Mahalo motherfucker.
2: Yeah, uh Kitch has a good one about having a bad feeling and he's like, like we're gonna need a new planet, bad feeling. Yeah, so as far as like quote, this isn't the most this isn't Connor quotable. Um, it's pretty much like yeah. everything Rihanna says and then there's I again it, if they had brought in like a script doctor or someone to like just beef up get, give people a little more to work with, it's got it's got all the hallmark like corny military lines that like you knew it was gonna have, but it, it yeah. just needs needs a little more spice, I think.
3: I liked uh first of all, we haven't talked about how Skarsgard's name is Stonehopper Stone Hopper. Stonehopper. Which is fantastic.
2: This but when is, he's like, with that, it's like <laughs> hit their parents, this is my baby, Stone.
3: Yeah, like, and then how do you go from Stone to Alex? Like, 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 if I'm Alex, I'm like, I didn't get Stone. Like, this is incredible. But he says the time for a new course of action, a new direction, a game change. You're joining <laughs> me in the Navy. Like, that's just like the most ridiculous. And I also like when, um, Brooklyn Decker, Sam was talking about. She's like, he's the tactical action officer on an Arleigh Burke destroyer. Like I love that whole like, if anyone can fix this, it's my boyfriend. <laughs> that's
2: okay. Does this movie need that plot? Like the her on the island figuring it out. No. Like that's
3: the... no. I don't think so. That's where I probably
2: would have trimmed the 30 minutes yeah, ago. You got some um, yeah, it's just you you don't need
3: there's it. There's also a couple, um, so Rihanna says that he's a mix of Donald Trump and Mike Tyson, which is an interesting, like now 2022 reference for anything. Yeah.
2: You probably, Um, you probably changed that one up now, I think.
3: Yeah. And then my other, this isn't necessarily related to quotes, but I'm just very curious. Did they get president Obama to record something
2: specifically for this movie? No. So here's the thing. Here's where I had had (laughs) that down and didn't work. And I kind of skipped over it. That is an actual <laughs> President Obama line talking about, like, hurricane relief. And they lifted it for this movie. Oh, my
3: God. Because <laughs> I watched it and I was like, that is very specific. Yeah. But, like, I can't remember if it would be. Oh, man. yeah, That's hilarious.
2: Imagine if, like, this was the movie they got <laughs> President Obama to record something for. <laughs>
3: I know. Like there's probably look, if I'm the president and they come to me with like boring stuff, I'd be like, eh. And then both are like, uh, so they're making a movie on uh like they're looking at a notebook. Uh Battleship? Like the game. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> what, what if
2: what if he was a <laughs> huge, huge battleship fan? It's like <laughs> yeah. that's what that's what him and Joe bonded <laughs> over in the Oval Office. So that's so great. They they could have gotten the thing is like the conversation like they could have gotten any of the million Obama impersonators you know a- around that time to just yeah. to deliver them some lines no one would be any of the like any of the wiser but it's like or just
3: go with a non actual president which is what yeah. every other disaster movie does is yeah. they just get some generic looking. Guy that's like yeah you could be
2: pressured. yeah but in, like, instead and they have him make some statements instead someone was like hey guys I've got great news he was talking about hurricane relief and we can just lift this line which works, works perfectly <laughs> it's I mean, like
3: I mean it does fit perfectly it's
2: it's. So it's not the same thing, but imagine like if a movie about an attack on New York had like lifted something from like Bush's megaphone speech from Ground Zero, like it'd be the most yeah. tasteless thing ever. It's wild. It's, it's certainly a choice. It really is a choice. Um, I'm leaving this next category up to you: the Kevin Costner and Freddie Prinze Jr. Awards for best and worst on-screen athlete, and I'm just in terms of, of being a Navy man or woman. Oh man! Like who's our best? Who's who's not? What do we think about Jesse Plemons? Like how?
3: I love him. I mean, I love um, I love
2: Jesse Plemons as as a per. Like what you know, his he seems very not capable in a lot of ways. Uh, he's so he's like one of the
3: young young guys on the ship. Like he's got based on the insignia and stuff. Um, and so I love the scene where he's standing next to Rihanna in the at the early um ceremony and just saying hello and all the different ways from the countries that they're from <laughs> it's just so she's like shut up shut up um I think best I might stick with my chief I think he was just so great like I just I just something I love a good chief um he was great and I think Rihanna was great um worst I might actually go with Hopper. He made a lot of, I mean, eventually he comes around, but you can't decide to like ram a ship and come back from that right away.
2: No, it's, it's like, that's like a psycho move. Cause that's, yeah, I, I would assume. And like, you know, obviously I didn't serve, but I've seen a lot of military movies. I understand that you're supposed to, you know, put your emotions aside and, and figure he out what's good. And he's like, no, my brother just died. Like I'm going to kill everyone yeah. on this ship for my revenge.
3: Yeah yeah he's he he had bad impulse control from mark one um big time movie. leroy jenkins uh,
2: vibes the second he gets yeah. <laughs> the second he gets commanded yes. the ship
3: yes Oh uh, yeah he was he was not great if we're gonna be honest and there's i mean that's the thing like an a, a big um save the day moment will absolutely revive your career which is I hope he learns stuff. Is what I was listening. Listen, he—I oh. mean—he
2: came in and he—he he threw two touchdowns against Alabama, brought Georgia its first <laughs> title in in 32 years. Bradley. Like it's that—it's always going to do Bradley. it. Lenny Harris Pinch hitter Award for Best Supporting Character. Liam Neeson. It's—it's got to be Liam Neeson. Are right, so? Right? Well, are we it's saying? Are we saying Rihanna was in the movie too much? Yes. Then I—I'm you
3: know, saying she's in it too much. Then yeah,
2: it's—it's—it's it's, it's um, Neeson. Yeah him him dressing down hopper in the beginning of the movie is fucking great like it is that is an old man ass chewing like that is that is your dad sending you into the depths of hell because you like didn't take out the trash it is i mean incredible stuff
3: and he can do the like the the looks perfectly for an admiral where he'll like look at you and you're like oh i'm in trouble
2: yeah (laughs) okay yeah you also Um, you forget he's you forget he's irish like it's like nope. This guy is from the Midwest. He's this. I'm cult. sorry. What? Liam is ne- he actually Irish? Liam Neeson is Irish. I'm. I need to now. I need to confirm this because you're making me doubt myself. <laughs> but
3: I told. I was telling my sister about this movie earlier, and she goes, "Qui Gon." <laughs> <laughs> man, this man has had quite the movie
2: career. Northern now. Ireland.
3: Wow, I did not know
2: that. So he is. He is 69 years old. And this year, he is in a movie called Blacklight, which the poster is him holding a gun in front of a flaming building. He's almost Excellent. seventy. That's sick. Can't wait. That is.
3: I love that he like found immense success with Taken, and they're like, "How many more times can we make this movie?" Okay. And he was like,
2: "Movies, I'm <laughs> I, I, I've got like uh, so on the top of like you search Liam Neeson." And it shows like all, all his movies in a picture. Movies since taken where he has a gun in the poster. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, nine, ten. <laughs> it's 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 amazing.
3: The man's a legend. Like he's just <laughs> fantastic and i'll like talk about range for this guy like yeah oh. all these you know gun in the poster movies you've got like taken you've got love actually you've got
2: schindler's list
3: star wars you've got Schindler's <laughs> List, you've got, like, battleship he's a jack of all trades he is um a, a legend of our time a
2: very deserving lenny harris pinch hitter award for this Yes. One. The, do
3: you keep track of them? Like, do you have like a list? No, of,
2: like- I I need to the problem, like we're 200 episodes deep. I wish I would have started it from the beginning. I wish I would have just like for, for those, I wish I would have started. Cause I know we've had some, like some multi winners. Um, yeah. I, sh- you know, I, I, I need to go back and I don't know, maybe project for a rainy day, but <laughs> <laughs> the big chill, I'm going to tell you right now, I have this section blank on my notes. This, uh, I, I, don't, I don't have one. Maybe it's maybe that maybe that maybe the anchor, but
3: it, yeah, it's, it's the anger, drop the spin. And then it just light it up. It's just, oh, it's so good. I just like, let him up. Like, it's just, I don't know what it is. That was when I was like yelling that. And when they hit, um, when they get both of them when like, you saw my battleship moment when they hit both of the, um, cause in that moment there's one of the guys on the bridge wing that's doing the like WWE, like crotch chop move. <laughs> Did you catch that?
2: (laughs) It's a missed opportunity though. Correct me if I'm wrong. They don't say like we sunk their battleship.
3: Right. The only time they use that phrase is when the older guy says, you're not going to sink my battleship. Yeah. When they hit, when they hit the Missouri and it takes on one of the pegs and it just gets blown up partly.
2: Which like, that's that's the Leo pointing at the, the, the screen moment. But like, they could have leaned into that more.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And that was very, I was like, just please don't kill any of my sweet, sweet old men that came to help you. That,
2: that was the thing. That's like, what, I was
3: very concerned. I was like, do not let them end up in the water. Like, It's the Conner cannot...
2: version of Buscemi having tea with the, with the little girl. That's like, yeah, we can't, we can't go. Don't let this go wrong. <laughs> we can't go, can't go back from that. Um, yeah.
3: That was where I love when they spin it around and like the, to peg things like fly over the top. And then they are all like unloading these huge guns on them. And it shows this like big barrage from the side. It's just very, very that's a big chill moment for me. Yeah. It's,
2: it's a good one. How, how would we improve it? If we're going to do wholesale changes. Yeah. Shorter. I I'm, I'm saying yeah. 30 minutes shorter. You got to get this within 90 to hundred minutes.
3: And I agree that we could just really get a lot more distance out of it with a little bit better writing. Mm -hmm. Like you don't even have to go full, like, um, just a little bit better banter. I mean, obviously Glenn Powell. Yeah. Makes everything better.
2: Yeah. It's well, it's either like, it's either you need to beef up the writing with some better banter or you, you need like a couple first ballot, all charisma guys. Yeah. Like you, ha- you have to have like yeah. special talents. Yes, I agree with that. I'm also, I would have liked to have seen a version of this movie that wasn't aliens. Like I would be very into, a like a World War II world. I said this earlier, like a World War II, World War One version of like a, a battleship movie, like something. My guess, something is you know like they can't use radar or something, so they're you know they're just having to lob their miss, like something like that.
3: Yeah. My guess is the only thing that fits with the the complete unseriousness of a battleship board game becoming a movie is not a real opponent, that's, if that makes sense. That's a like, good point. Like, as much as it would be cool to have, like, a real plot, <laughs> I wonder if, like, that would have made things... Because also, there's so much stuff now when they're trying to release these movies that, like, They want to make global hits, Mm -hmm. right? No, no, and this definitely flopped. But whatever. But you want to be able to release it everywhere. And if all of a sudden you now have a real opponent that you're blowing up or shooting, because I think, uh, well, I do think it would be cool to have. I would like. I would consume any and all, like World War II Navy movies, World War II movies, any of it. Um, I just think that it takes some of the gravitas out of that real situation and yeah when you're like making it like you sunk my battleship yeah
2: and, i mean um, it also even though
3: it would be a better story and cooler action and like all that stuff it just
2: yeah it, it might just be to me being like a dad be like oh make it world war ii and i'll go see it like i <laughs> i'll read some books about it and then i'll fair. go see it um, yeah, I
3: mean, maybe we should have someone grilling, and
2: doing <laughs> their lawn. I'd see it. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 the dream right there.
3: Have you stood in your doorway with like a hand on a hip, holding a hot mug of coffee, just looking at your lawn yet?
2: Just like Caroline. Yeah. The second we pulled, we had been gone for a week. We had been you know, on on our honeymoon, and we got before we got back to our house, I was like, I wonder what our grass looks like. Like I heard <laughs> we got some storms, and we pulled in, and I was like, Oh fuck yeah! Like it's super green. Like I was thrilled. <laughs> Thrilled.
3: Incredible. My dad's been like riding around on the mower and all that stuff. And my mom's like, he didn't take a break. And he's like, who else is going to do it? We're going to get the yard done.
2: A break I'm from like, oh, what? Then. Like, that's the, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what you <laughs> want to do. Yeah. Break from happiness. <laughs> Why? um <laughs> Last category before more restore prequel, sequel, or remake. Do uh, I think you want to see any?
3: A, I think I land in a sequel slash remake zone.
2: I mean, um, so you know, they were hoping not a
3: full remake. Like they were, they were yeah.
2: hoping this would, if this would have done even decent, they probably would have yeah. rolled it, run it back out there.
3: Yeah. I think you could have some fun with it with a fun cast. And yeah, definitely don't need any sort of prequel. I don't think prequels like remotely in there. And I don't think we need to like remake the same, even though I guess kind of a sequel would be a little bit of a remake and these, in this situation, but
2: um, we could do yeah, a, could a, a prequel of, uh, but it's a legal drama, and it's it's Hopper's <laughs> quarter pointed defender, like getting him figuring out how he can plead down that gas station robbery.
3: <laughs> so then, then the, it's uh, Nicholas Cage being like, "How did this guy get out of this? I got seven years."
2: It's Nicholas Cage um, <laughs> is, the, is the lawyer. It's <laughs> yes. Hopper's lawyer getting him to plead down.
3: Actually, prequel, but it's just Liam Neeson's like budding naval career. <laughs>
2: I mean that's that I that I'm all in. I'm all in on. Yeah, 100%. Oh man. Caroline, this one was this one was something. It's special. <laughs> this is this is the mo- I, I the most bizarre movie we've talked about on the show together yeah probably. Well, probably the most bizarre movie i've talked about on the show i've talked about some weird ones this is the <laughs> this is the most this is the most bizarre 10-year anniversary we could not do it we owed it couldn't not do owed it. it to yeah. ourselves owed it to ourselves to do it we have some great stuff in the pipeline which we're we're not going to drop right now if you join the patreon you'll find out what that is but we've got some great yeah. stuff in the works uh caroline where can the folks follow you
3: Find me on Twitter at CWDarney um, or find content on Bet for the Win over at USA Today for
2: the Win. Everyone, go check that out. And if you enjoyed this episode of Big Screen Sports, please remember subscribe wherever you get your podcast, rate and leave a review if you're an Apple podcast, or just hell, tell a friend. Tell a friend, check out the show. Uh, join the Patreon if you want to support the show. Uh, we're at you every single Monday. And if you're a baseball fan, check out my interview series from Phenom to the Farm that is presented by Baseball America comes out every other Tuesday. We'll see you next Monday. Thanks for listening.